Hi, everybody. I'm Joshua Danziger. And I'm Ethan Canfield. Today is Wednesday, June 15th, 2022. And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Young Perspective. We're back. We took a little break because of finals, but now we're back. Um, and during the summer, we're going re- to be releasing episodes every other week. Um, so get excited. It's a little bit less high-paced Young Perspective, but we're still here, still recording. So today, we're going to be talking about some of the inflation that we've been seeing recently. And it first came to my mind and and when when I was driving by the gas station and I saw that the gas was like five dollars and fourteen cents and I was like wow that that is high and then I, I read an article just a couple a couple days later that the average national gas prices had reached an average of, of five dollars a gallon for the first time in history um which was you know also huge because that's that's very high and very expensive so obviously inflation has been affecting our lives as well yeah, and I think this reminds me of when you said the gas prices, it reminds me of back in March when the gas prices were soaring and we did an episode about that. And it's still there. These This inflation is not going away. We thought a few months ago that the inflation had peaked, that it would come down and it kept going. And we thought that when this May report of the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, um, when it would release, that it would be less than what it had been the previous months. But actually... It increased. Back in April, the CPI was 8.3%. And now in May, it's 8.6%. So we haven't peaked. We're still having more inflation. Prices are increasing. It's not going away yet. So compared to 12 months ago, inflation is up 8.6%. Now, we know that's an average of, of the, the consumer products, the consumer product in, products index. That's you know different products that consumers use every day. So let's break it down a little more uh, detailed. So food prices rose 10.1% compared to a year ago. Energy prices rose 34.6% compared to a year ago. And the price of a, of a used vehicle, like a car, is up 16.1% from a year ago. So th- those are huge, especially the energy, up 34.6%. That's huge. That's going to hurt the consumer when they go to the gas station, right? Be something that used to cost $2 is now $3. Right. You know, and, that's over a third, 33% more. And even more than just a year ago, just one month ago, are, energy prices are increasing by almost 4%. The CPI is increasing by 1%. We're continually getting higher and higher and higher over these past few months. So what does this mean? This means there's less purchasing power for the dollar. The do- your dollar is not going as far. So meat and poultry is also up 14%. Fruits and vegetables are up 11%. Electricity, 12%. Airline fares are up 37.8%. That's high. That's going to make traveling this summer a lot more expensive. Cleaning products up 10%. You know, rent is up 5.2%. So these are, these are basic things that people are using every day. You know, you're paying rent once a month. You, you know, you're going to be affected by that 5%. Um, you're buying cleaning products to clean your house. It's, and these are not, you know, cars, which maybe purchases you can make once every 5, 10, 15 years. These are daily products, meat and poultry and eggs you know, things you need to survive. Um, So it really affects everybody across the industry. Right. And so as these products are increasing, 
so too are minimum um our wages wages are increasing by it looks like about five percent um over the last year however that's not at the same level that the that these products are uh, that this uh, this inflation is increasing by so even though you might see a little bit more money it's not enough money to cover the loss the deficit that you are seeing at the pump at the supermarket um and everywhere else you buy your products right so if Inflation is not bad if wages keep up with inflation. So if inflation causes everything to be 20% more expensive, but then consumers are also getting wage increases of 20%, it doesn't make a difference because you're at the same you know, base. But as we've seen, inflation has been 8.6%, and the wage increase over the last year has only been about 5%. That means there's about 3.6% uh, deficit, as Ethan was saying, where consumers don't have as much purchasing power as they did a year ago. Um, they have 3.6% you know, less purchasing power. So why is this inflation happening? Well, we have to look back to the start of the pandemic, that everything really shut down and that really affected our economy. But then back in 2021, things started to get a little bit better and people started to go out and they started buying things. They had their stimulus checks and they were able to go places that they hadn't been able to go in a while. So they started buying things a lot. They had a lot of money saved up. And so they were going on trips. They were buying cars. They're buying houses. They're buying uh, food. That they, were buying, they were buying a lot of different things. And because of this, this meant that there was too much demand for a lot of products and there wasn't enough supply to meet this, meet this demand. Now, we also saw during COVID that there were supply chain deficits. People weren't able to get the things that they needed. They, because there was so much demand, these companies weren't able to produce enough products to keep up. And so because of this simple supply and demand, the price increased. And so we're seeing this massive increase in all these products because of this massive demand without the supply to keep up with it. So when the shipping prices go up because there's more demand, more products are going to be shipped, that means the price of the truck, you know, the truck is going to go up because it costs more for the company to ship the truck. And when the cost of the truck goes up, that means it costs more for the local contractor to buy the truck. And when the, and the local contractor has to pay more for the truck, that means they have to charge more for their service. You know, for say they're, they're plumbing, they're, they're a plumber, they have to charge more for plumbing services. And when they have to charge more for plumbing services, that costs more on, on the consumer buying it. So if the consumer's wages also go up, it's okay. But, but what we've seen is the consumer wages haven't been going up. So the, the price of the plumbing service may have increased. The consumer wages have not increased to, to meet the, the, the price increases. Some of the other re reasons we've seen for inflation is the war in Ukraine. So Ukraine used to be the, the fifth largest producer of wheat in the world. Uh, it was called the breadbasket of Europe because it used to produce a lot in a lot of Europe. It produces like 7% of the, of the global uh, wheat output. During this war, they have not been able to produce their wheat. That means that the price of flour globally has gone up because there's less supply. When flour prices have gone up, so have restaurant prices. You know, restaurants need to pay more for flour to, to make bread. The price they have to raise their prices. When restaurant prices go up, you know, consumers are spending more to, to get the same service, to, to get the same same value. Um, that that's inflation uh, as a whole. Secondly, oil and natural gas prices have gone up. Uh, Ukraine, Russia used to produce a large amount of natural gas and, and energy for not only Europe but for countries around the world. Um, specifically like Germany, France, Belgium, um, Poland. And they used to have a, a pipeline that used to ship natural gas to, to uh, Central and Western Europe. 
But because of the war, these countries sanctioned Russia and they no longer accept the natural gas from Russia. There's less gas supply. What does this mean? That means that there's less, the, the price of energy everywhere goes up. So even if the US had the same supply, you know, somebody else elsewhere is going to pay a higher price for it because they're out and they need to pay a higher price. That drives the, the supply totally up. When sh- supply of, of energy goes up, that means shipping prices go up. When, ch- when prices of energy goes up, that means shipping prices go up. When shipping prices go up, that means the cost you know, for Amazon to, to run their services go up. So they drive their products up. And then and that means when I go to buy on Amazon, prices go up. So that, that's how inflation has been working. And the war has really kickstarted inflation, especially because of, of energy, the energy crisis and, and not being able to, to, sh- to, and not being able to, to heat homes in Europe or, or ship things um, efficiently and cost effectively. Right. Everything centers around energy. Everything that we do in terms of shipping, manufacturing, production, it all requires energy. And a lot of that energy comes from oil. And so this war and its effects because of the sanctions on the oil has affected so many other sectors of the economy um, and products around the world. And so now we're seeing this mass inflation. And because of this, the government is trying to stop it. We're trying They're trying to find a solution to curb this inflation. One of the most common ways to do this is by raising interest rates. The Federal Reserve, um, by raising the interest rates for for the average American, by doing this, what they do is they decrease the circulation of money. When they increase the interest rates, the person, uh, the average American won't be able to buy that, that house they want to get or that car they want to get, they, they want to get or anything else that they want to use a loan for because the loans are higher. They can't afford the loan. And because of that, they won't be able to buy that. They won't be able to purchase these things. And so there's less circulation of money. And with less circulation of money, there's less things, there's less things being spent and the overall amount of the dollar increases. However, when the Federal Reserve has suggested raising interest rates in the past, many people have been opposed because it makes them it makes it a lot more expensive for the consumer to take out a loan, right? Because the benchmark interest rate is higher, means it means it's more costly to take out a loan. Um, whether that's a loan on a house, a loan on a car, so it slows down economic growth. So companies are scared, you know, slow, slowing down economy. People are going to not have this, the same amount of money to spend on products. So you know, it, it's a balance between inflation and also slowing down the economy too much. Um, so that's why many people might be opposed to raising interest rates. Another solution for inflation is having a less globalized world. We saw inflation because of energy prices, right? Because the, there's a global s- supply deficit of liquefied natural gas and uh, petroleum, meaning energy prices everywhere went up and, and that caused shipping prices to go up, etc. If we were less globalized, if the US only got energy from the US, that means whether there was an energy deficit elsewhere, it wouldn't make a difference because we'd still have the same amount of energy in the US coming from the US, charging US prices. So the less globalized we are, the, the less chance that a foreign conflict can affect, our, can affect our prices and cause inflation locally. Right. But globalization um, and having manufacturing and renewable energy in the US is more of a future goal. These, this solution- um, Long-term. 
it's long term. It can't solve this immediate issue right now, like something like raising interest rates would if you if the Federal Reserve decides tomorrow to increase the interest rate um, for the rest of the U.S., that would have an immediate impact on our country compared to something like I mean, um, building, manufacturing and renewable energy. That takes many years. It's a long term. It's for the future. So what we've learned from the past, from the 70s and 80s, when there was tons of inflation in the U.S., when the Fed did not raise interest rates, inflation kept on rising and the country was not able to to get back to a a rate of stable inflation. So what's our conclusion? In conclusion is the Federal Reserve must do something um, because in the past, historically, if they've not done anything, then inflation has kept rising, purchasing power has kept decreasing, and the consumers have continued bleeding bleeding cash. This is going to be a, this is going to bring a close to this week's episode of Young Perspective. We hope you all enjoyed. Please remember to keep listening every other week this summer. Um, we are almost at the end of season five. In a few weeks, we'll have episode 100. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a great episode. Um, and remember, if you want to hear more of us, you can check out our Instagram, the underscore young underscore perspective, or check out our website, theyoungperspective.net. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, this was The Young Perspective.